Welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I am David Wilson, joined as always by Susan Miller Degnan, our Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. And we are sitting here in the press box at Hard Rock Stadium. Saying, uh, how did this happen? Yeah, the, the whole what? place is cleared out. Miami just lost in overtime to Georgia Tech 28-21. They were an 18, 18 and a half point favorite, depending where you got the line. No, not hyperbole to say the low point of the Manny Diaz era so far. Yeah, from the high point to the yeah, low point. Yeah, it was point, the high right? point. We were sitting here a little more than a week ago, basically saying this is the high point. Would it be the start of a maybe a, a positive turn? They, they, the defense had bought in. The offense executed in the fourth quarter better than they had all season, and it did not carry over no. to today. Although, I will say the first half, and Manny Diaz said it after the game, and I actually agree with him, they were in control in that first half, even though they went into halftime tied 21-21. Georgia Tech's touchdowns came in a weird variety of manners, uh, fumble recovery on a sack in the end zone, a yeah. fake punt that DJ Ivy just, I don't even know what happened on his coverage. He kind of just was sticking with his guy for a little bit and then just let him run past him. And then all of a sudden, it's a tie game at halftime when Miami has yeah, really outplayed Georgia Tech. And but it, it made for matter. one of the worst losses Miami has had. And maybe other than the bowl game last year, one of the worst losses good. they've had in a long time. Every loss seems like one of the <laughs> worst losses. And I, when they went into halftime at 21-20, I honestly... I never feel that Miami's in control. Right. Well, I mean, they felt in control, tied, but by the end of that, it was really, yeah. it started I mean, to turn, it felt like, at the end of that even first go, half. Even going they, into the game. Like, I was, <laughs> I, I swear, yeah. I, like, I, I tried to write some, like, be mad or a mad or some stuff, you know, whether they win or lose, what are the facts? If they win this, what what won't change? If they lose it, what won't change? Well, why don't you run off some of those people facts were, that you, you have were making in your story? Fun of me. Of course, like, you can check out MiamiHerald.com yes, slash sports. Susan wrote a uh, <laughs> very good game story about this debacle in Miami Gardens. Well, the other, the other writers, some of them were making fun of me, good-naturedly making fun of me, saying, oh, man, you wrote some B matter in case they lose. To this team. Okay, yeah. why would you do that? They're, they're not losing. And I said, I, I'm not... I didn't think. I actually thought they were going to win yeah. this game before the game, um, but I always do that just to just to be prepared. So, the, some of that is that they're they're three and four, um, of course, and one and three in the ACC. But three and four for the first time since 1997, at least after what I checked, uh-huh. uh, when they were on yeah. probation and had suffered. Uh, I think it was 31 scholarships over three yes. years. I mean, 31 scholarships. You, you're miss over three years, and that's the last time they were three and four. Okay, yeah. um, they have to win at least three of their next five games to qualify for a bowl. For a bowl, yeah, um, that's kind of shocking. Um, and four of those five games will be away from Hard Rock. Of course, one will be at Marlins Park. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep, against so that's in Miami. They're four and one to have a winning record. Think about yes. that. Oh, I didn't. I didn't even. I didn't think <laughs> I mean, about it's that. the same yeah, with that bowl I'll game to, staff. Four and one. Well, I guess. Yeah. I guess four. I really, I'll have to put that in my two. follow yeah, tomorrow. Game, Thank you so. for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but anyway, um, yeah. I mean, and and we start. Uh, you know, I start by going next week to Pittsburgh, um, and the Hurricanes play at Pittsburgh. Um, where it's gonna be a little chilly. I looked up the weather, and <laughs> I know everybody makes fun of me also for the weather stuff, but I I think it's. 
I don't know. It's a noon game, so it'll it'll be the warmest part of the day. But um, I'm I've been looking, and it's going to be the 30s, 40s overnight. Yeah. So it'll still be it'll still be cold for them. Um, but anyway, I mean that doesn't mean you know it can be warm and they still lose. Right. So and then it what's matter. the rest? What five and ten I, in their last? Oh, they're they're. Let's see. Uh, and by the way, Pittsburgh is five and two now. Yeah, good. And they one of the better teams left on the beat schedule. Beat up Syracuse pretty badly. They have a really good pass rush, and uh, I like their quarterback Kenny Pickett. But mm-hmm. but anyway, um, okay. So the Canes are five and ten in their past fifteen games, dating to last October. Um, and there's their, a four-game losing streak in the middle of that. Exactly, and they're actually, five I guess, the start of that. Start, yeah. Of, yeah, exactly. And five and thirteen in their past eighteen games against Power Five opponents. Five and thirteen, mm-hmm. okay, uh, in their past eighteen games against Power Five teams. Um, and the and the Yellow Jackets, they were they were one and five coming into this game, right? So th- that was their second victory. In seven attempts, and that was their first ACC win. They were one and three in the ACC. So this is uh, Jeff Collins wins the battle of former Temple coaches. Yeah, and you know what? Correct. And I didn't even think to put in my story that like this team they did UM did better against them when they were a triple, triple option, option team. team. And yeah, they, they really struggled to, to stop the run today. Uh, Georgia unreal. Tech ran for two hundred yards. I mean, that's what Manny Diaz's defense prides itself on is stopping the run, uh, and they could not do that today. And ultimately, there's a lot of reasons why Miami lost. The fact they didn't score a point after halftime, the fact they missed three kicks inside of it, 30, oh, man. 40 Ooh. yards. First team to do that, go 0 for 3 or worse with three misses inside 40 yards since 2017. Uh, not hyperbole to say it was the worst kicking performance of the year by anyone. Uh, obviously, you know, the breakdowns on special teams beyond that. But the defense, at one point, they gave up six of seven on third uh, third down conversions. And wow. the one stop was a fourth down conversion. It was just a failure in all facets for Miami. Uh, and, you know, they've had, you know, the, we've sat here after losses and been able to take some positives away. You know, the Florida game, we were really optimistic after uh, even – some of the, you know, the UNC loss, I think, after that, we were pretty excited about what the offense was looking like. This is really the first time I think we've sat here, and there's no silver lining. You well, look at the box score, and, like, good. what can you... Four, four penalties for 25 yards. <laughs> there you go. There's four one. Four penalties. Yay. There's one that's pretty much it. Three for three on extra points. Lou Headley was good. You know, we're really Whoa, struggling he to, yeah, he to really find the silver good. linings, That's which is why, I, I you know, we've... Obviously had low points before, but it's hard to imagine it dipping. I mean, obviously if the losses pile up, then it's collectively going to get worse. But this was a team that Miami should have beaten handily. And for a little while, it looked like they were maybe going to beat them handily. And they were driving up 21-14 late in the second quarter. Get stalled out. But a 34-yard field goal, you're supposed to make that. It gives you a 10-point lead. If the defense gets to stop, you take a 10-point lead in the halftime. Right. And you get the ball. But that kick immediately leads to an 80-yard Georgia Tech drive. It's 21-21 at halftime, and Miami kind of falls apart. It was that drive where they missed a lot of tackles. Georgia Tech really got their running game going. Miami defense couldn't get off the field there. I think Georgia Tech had drives. I know they had a 14-play drive in the second half. And let me pull it up so I make sure I have the numbers right. A 14-play drive and a 16-play drive in the second half. Miami 
held the ball for, I think, six minutes fewer than Georgia Tech. So the offense, which was already having its issues, really didn't have the opportunities. And, and, you know, they did actually put together some drives down the stretch. As Manny Diaz accurately pointed out, they got into inside the 10-yard line on each of their last two drives. Or, sorry, deep in, inside the 20-yard line, I think. 25-yard line on each of the last two drives. No, inside the 10-yard line. 16. Inside the 10-yard line on each of the last two drives and missed right. a short field goal. Or missed two short field goals. So, it's, you know, it was a game Miami should have won by most metrics, which we've said a lot this year. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you cannot miss um, the, the, the kicks that they're missing. You can't, you can't miss a 34-yarder, a 27-yarder, and then 25 Yarder um, that would have basically won the game. And over for them. three, that would thing if you miss one. Them. Like there are plenty okay. of bad kickers in the country that you know miss a kick every once in a while. But at least you have the confidence to trot a guy out there and kick. But I, I mean the twenty-five yarder. yarder. I mean they did obviously take that kick. They you know they could have gone for it on fourth down there. Yeah. They, but they, they figured, come on, he's going to make the twenty-five yeah, yarder. Yeah, but they threw there end. instead of you know maybe. If you have more faith in the kicker, you try running there where Cam Harris had been so good, and maybe he pops it down to the one yard line or something. But and the bubble just, back, so let me. It changes David. the way they manage everything oh, on it's, offense. It's it's horrible. It's yeah. absolutely horrible. Every time you have, they they basically every time they get to to fourth down, and it's they're a within the and they haven't scored and they're in the red zone or whatever. They can't go for a field goal. And I mean, outside I, of 40, it's like they don't even think about it anymore. No, they right. punted. Oh, they punted, I, I think, twice from inside Georgia Tech's 40 yard line today. They punted once from the 37 yard line, once from the 36 yard line. Like, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, that actually, that is incredible. And I, I have to say that Bubba Baxa, I, I, I feel so bad for him, especially he's a scholarship mm-hmm. kicker. Um, he's still clearly kicks, a lot so, mental. Oh, it's hundred percent yeah. mental. He kicks, and I thought I, I have to say I did think when he came in in the fourth quarter with what was five forty one left, and he was and he was going for a twenty seven yard field goal. I was sure he was going to make it. I was like. Okay, Bob. What about the 25 yard? Bubba, you got this. Mm, no. <laughs> that one got blocked, to be fair. And plus, oh, that's right. But it's not like blocked. he gets it very high off the ground, because yeah, that 34 yarder was wide right, like, but it was also, like, uh, almost short. Yeah. It's kind of like going to a, well, actually, Deerfield Beach box might have. <laughs> There are better there high school kickers better in kicker. South Florida, yeah. considering oh, definitely. Miami I mean, commit Andres Borregales for Shabana Madonna hit a 50-yarder this year. <laughs> I was so happy for Turner Just Davidson wait till 2021, guys. Yeah. Well, what's going to happen in 21? <laughs> well, Tell everybody. That's when the kicker gets here. Okay, there you go. <laughs> they might have to find another a placeholder option, though. And he actually has kicked a lot of field goals, yeah. right? He okay. hit a 50-yarder this year. As opposed to Bubba. I don't think Bubba. No, Bubba was. They liked Bubba because of his leg, his big, strength. We don't have to talk yeah. too much about the kicker. No, we don't. No, we don't. No, we don't. They I, mean, I mean, he's been good on kickoffs. That's like the one. Honestly, thing. when he, I, I do want to say that when Bubba missed the twenty-seven yarder in the fourth quarter, I think that's it for him. I don't. Yeah. I don't think Unless, he's ever going yeah. back in uh, for a kick for a, the mental, a the whole place kicking. I mean, I it, 
if you, I don't want to say it's the yips, but if it's the yips, like, just I'm going to use that as a placeholder word instead of, like, having, like, whatever, mental block. Right. Um, If it's the yips, it's like a, it's a weird thing where just, sometimes it just clicks and you get out of it, but that, it's so hard to know when to try a guy out there again, because by all accounts, he's been good in practice. He He was good in warm-ups today. Yeah, so it's really it's impossible strange. to know when the yips are done. They might never be done. Yeah. So. Wow. The, one of the the more telling things I think uh, Manny said after the game, and it's kind of blown up like just around Kane's Twitter, is Manny referring to this for the first oh, time I think as a rebuild. Uh, you right, can check out Greg Cody's column. He kind of structured the whole thing around that quote and how surprising it was. What did you think? Of, of that quote. I mean, this team obviously, you know, I think it was fair to have, uh, we had high expectations of this team. I thought this could be a 10-win team and win the Coastal. But they, at the same time, they did go 7-5 and five, or 7-6 and six last year and get pummeled in the bowl game by I Wisconsin. Maybe, so, maybe rebuild because of the quarterback? I don't know. I, don't know. What are, I mean, maybe that was just He's talking Manny about rebuilding had to the say culture. something. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, I, get the, I guess we're going to have to, maybe they'll, we're going to have to ask him that. Yeah. On Monday, um, uh, you know, more specifically, uh, maybe it's just something to say when <laughs> you don't know what else to say, and you I think just he kind of didn't know what else to say loss. today. Yeah, he didn't, he, yeah, it might have been that. What, what, what does he mean exactly? It's the problem is, like, even if it is a rebuild, you know who else is rebuilding? George Georgia Tech. Tech. <laughs> Georgia Tech, yeah, who ran a triple option last year and is now trying to run a regular offense, and. Uh, yeah, Central Michigan really also good. rebuilding. First year coach there. Oh boy! Like Manny Diaz, it, maybe they'll he'll get it together at some point, but it's the has not been promising so far. Because no. even if it's a rebuild, you got to beat the other teams who are rebuilding. You have a talent edge against everyone in the coastal. Have the talent. I was yeah. You I was outplayed just... them for. Pretty much 26 minutes or whatever today. I was just telling people uh, today that, um, you know, if UM had a, before the game, if UM had a decent offensive offensive line, line, if they had a a pretty good offensive line, um, I was saying uh, they'd be really good, okay? I said they had today they gave up three sacks. They got DJ, right, DJ, three sacks. DJ Dallas, who I think is a, I think is a talented running yeah, back. Yeah, we didn't talk and about the injuries. He got no, hurt and didn't play the injuries most of today, the game. Yeah, D, poor DJ gets hurt. And, but anyway, I was just thinking, okay, they've got a nice pass rush or a nice defensive line. And uh, I said that the DBs were <laughs> off and on, off yeah. and on. It just depends. Um, but they, they've kind of been off. Yeah, TJ Ivey had a really rough game today. Um, We kind of saw him pretty much replaced by Al Blades. Those two have kind of split time as the corner opposite Trajan Bandy. Well, Bandy got hurt also. Bandy got hurt, right? He's your best cornerback. BJ got hurt. He's probably your best linebacker. Your best linebacker, possibly, or one of your two best. uh, Michael Pinckney, senior, hurt. We don't know what's wrong with him. He went out of the game. Bandy didn't return. And DJ Dallas, their number one running back, uh, leaves the game with 
apparent. It looked to me like a knee injury. That's what everybody else saw. Yeah, we were just not positive on yeah, which was, knee because it looked like he was limping off with the his left knee, and then putting all the right weight on his right, and, and then they said it was the right knee. But I'm not so sure about that. We did. We have yeah. to see. We have to see. But those are three major players that mm-hmm. left the game. And then you got the quarterback. You got Nikosi Perry hurt his left shoulder, and yep. I've heard too many times after the game the kids are have a lot of adrenaline yeah. still, and they say you never yeah, really fine. know until the next day. You don't day. know, yeah, until a day or two after. They I'll say Jaron came in as the backup when Nikosi was out, and Jaren the shoulder. We don't drive. know for sure that it's the shoulder. It's been reported that it is his right shoulder is uh-huh. the injury, and, and he still doesn't look. You know, it's just. Looks like he is laboring a little bit. Yeah, and he so Jaron came in, finished up one drive, was sacked, which probably didn't help. Forced a and, punt uh-huh. from the thirty-six yard line, oh I think, God. or the and thirty-seven. Then Jaren, and then Jaron left. You know, so now you've got Nikosi who has a who has a quote unquote sore shoulder, and who knows what. It is not his throwing shoulder, which right, it's his left important. shoulder, but. Again, we're going to have to find out. Really, we're not going to know. Honestly, guys, we're not going to know until we go out Tuesday and yeah, see Tuesday. if Nikosi's throwing, okay, or if Jaron. So they're, you know, Peyton Matoka. Yeah. So they're banged that, up. That's they're the they're not freshman. playing well. They are, I mean, the red zone They're banged up all of a sudden, by the way. A, yeah. They've, they've been doing really well injury-wise. Not now. Yeah. And Jeff Thomas was suspended, so no, and, Jeff and he's Thomas. always a guy that just because of some of his past off-field uh, exploits, I'll say, is a guy you got a guy you, you never know what's <laughs> yeah. going to happen. So they're yeah, they're banged up, know. they're not playing who well. If, who knows about Jeff Thomas's future, right, with the team? So um, yeah, it's it's kind of ugly now, and you're right. Last week. It, was every all yeah. was well? It's it is interesting, you know. We've and it's the the excuse. I'll use the word excuse that Manny Diaz and Manny Diaz defenders and defenders of this season will use is that every game has been close. You know, they lost to Florida State by a touchdown. They lost to uh, North Carolina by a touchdown. They lost today by a touchdown. And then they win. They beat by Virginia a by nine. I think is their biggest margin. Or well, I guess they beat Bethune Cookman, but. Yeah, they beat Virginia by nine. They beat set, no, Central 17, Michigan. Set, oh, 17-9. Sorry, eight. So they beat by them eight. by a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, they beat Central Michigan by five. I'm missing. Oh, that's it. So every game's been one score. So, again, Miami could be 7-0, right? Or they could be 0-1-6. So yeah. it's the, the problem that a lot of people will point out, and, and fairly, is – Miami's not finishing these games. You know, if you finish a couple more of these and you're five and two, and we're like, okay, whatever, it's a fine year one for Manny Diaz. But the bigger problem is just that you're playing close games with some of these teams. Right? You shouldn't be playing a game oh, against yeah. Georgia Tech that oh, comes down definitely. to the wire. You should not be playing a game That's against Central Michigan. No, at the end of the first half, I was like, here we go again. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yep. So there, I mean, there are, you know, if. We, we talk about those three field goal drives as nine points being left on the board. But in some way, it's really 21 points left. Like, you need to convert those Well, the first, the first touchdown, right? The first touchdown for them. Well, yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, but it wasn't. It didn't end up like that. But right. I mean, it, I'm, what I'm yeah. saying is 
the problem with Miami isn't that they're missing three field goals and that's why they lose in overtime. It's because they're not converting those opportunities down in the red zone and instead of yep. winning, you know, a game Miami probably should have won today, thirty to twenty one. If Miami is executing and coaching the way that they should to this talent level, you need to finish a couple of those drives down in the red yeah. zone and, and win seven. this game by two or three touchdowns. Three of seven in the red zone, and now you know it's never going to be a right. field goal in the red zone. Yeah, three of seven in the red zone, three missed field goals in the red zone, and then a missed fourth down. I don't know. Does the I don't know if the don't overtime know. counts toward that because obviously they lose mm-hmm. the game on a kind of controversial. Uh, Call on a fourth down. Miami completes a pass to Brevin Jordan. It looked like he was down at the four, and they spotted it at the five, and it was short of a right. And then there was a first picture down that looks maybe like his knee was down. Yeah, it but was, it's very. I mean, but again, it's the the, I, the issue again isn't that Miami is blowing those close calls. It's that Miami is in the position where those close calls keep happening, and yeah. that has been kind of the story of Miami for the last three years. And, I mean, and they, even the good, that, even the season when they. Won ten games and went to the Orange Bowl was they played a lot of close games against not particularly good teams and just kept skating by, and that was the critique of that team all year was they're not putting it together any convincing wins and I we've kind of seen it flip over the last yeah there's twenty four months better quarterbacks now and yeah I just I keep thinking of the kickers David I keep thinking it's that impossible not I, to yeah right? there it's not just me you have to wonder. You have to wonder if the quarterbacks also have are pressing a little, mm-hmm. or if the quarterback is pressing. I mean, Manny said, like, you look pressing. at the bench and you see the way guys react. Like, he didn't explicitly say, like, it's demoralizing, it, it affects us on the field. Yeah, but he did say, like, if you, you just have to look at the sidelines and see yeah, the because, way Georgia Tech got fired up right. and the way Miami is the, disappointed. I, I'm wondering and the game flipped, really, on that miss 34 year the first short miss. That would have put Miami up by 10 with, like, four and a half minutes left right. in the first half. Getting the ball coming out of halftime, they missed that. And, like I said, Georgia Tech goes right down the field. That, yeah. that was where the game I just, flipped. I just – it's true. And I, I just think that the maybe the Kosi, maybe the his receivers, the runner, runners, the, the skill. calling. Maybe they're pressing because in the back of their mind they know, oh, my God, we have to get first downs – by passing or running, we cannot, we're not going to be able to depend on, when we get in near the red zone, we can't depend on the kicker. I can't help but think yeah. that in I the mean, back I mean, I think the minds, play calling has been, you know, Miami, the red zone struggles are an issue this year, but they've kind of been a struggle for the last couple of years, too. At least, you know, in 2017, they had Michael Badgley, who they can trust as a kicker. But Miami has spent so long failing in the red zone, and then the last two weeks you've seen Miami try a reverse in at the 10-yard line. We've seen them try a jet sweep to the tight end at the five-yard Like, they're really, like, pressing, it seems like. And not just the quarterbacks, not just the wide receivers, not just the offensive line, certainly, but I think even the, the play calling is just indicative of they know that's issue number one for this team to solve. Because, right. again, like I said, it's not just nine points off on the board. It's maybe 21. How do you think Dan Enos is feeling around now? Frustrated? Yeah. Yeah. I think they're all... Frustrated is probably the way I would describe most of the coaches, I would guess. Well, all I can say is the Hurricanes better win a couple more games. Three more games. Three more. 
And like, if we're I don't know, would you be surprised trip. if they go up to Pittsburgh and win next week? Like, just the way no. this team is, it's. I won't be surprised at all. No. The best game of the they played their best, maybe their best game of the year last week, and it was right after the Virginia Tech loss, which was a pretty simple. I mean, obviously, like totally different in terms of like that game was forty-two to thirty-five, but pretty similar. Like the kicker blows a play, they really screw up for like a whole quarter. It's a team they're favored by 18 against and lose two at home. Like, it's kind of a similar situation. Now you go up to Pittsburgh. Right. I wonder what the... A potent, I don't what, know if Pittsburgh will be top 25, but they're 5-2. and two. Like, I wonder... A good team. How do you think... I keep going, I'm like obsessed with the kicking thing, but how <laughs> do you think the other, the, uh, the other teams, now they all know. I mean, it's no secret about the yeah. kickers. How do you think it affects it, like, when the co- other teams the are game coaching? planning? Yeah, I'm just wondering. They... They're like, what? don't worry, just make sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think you're always trying to force field goals, right? Like in the red zone. And now you just know you gotta probably stop them on a fourth down, also. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Maybe you sell out for more sacks and stuff gonna, like that. Okay, but I think I promise I won't ask any more kicking questions. But do you think that UM will go for field goals again at in the next game or the ne- at all? Period. Period, even if it's like a, I don't know. <laughs> I think they might try one. Will they go? Like, you think? like Will let's they say, go for let's extra say, points? let's say it's zero zero, and they, I think it, it definitely depends on the situation. Like, let's say it's a first and goal from the eight, or fourth and goal from the eight. I think maybe you kick it. Like that, you know, that's hard to convert. But if it's fourth and one from the six, I think they're going for it. Or fourth and two from the seven. Like, it's gonna depend. But I think they're gonna. I don't think they would necessarily shy away from a short kick early on when the game is, like, kind of not found its flow. You know, when when you just need points, points, when you just need points. They did go through for (laughs) three on extra points today. (laughs) Turner Davidson is perfect on extra points. Yeah, he is. So I don't think they're worried about that. But maybe eventually the math will just... I mean, the math bears it out in a lot of situations that you should go for two, so... And Manny Diaz talks about how he's an analytics kind of guy, so. And maybe. Um, he's got the numbers for it, right? Maybe all the rest of the games will be at noon, too. Yeah, it seems like we're going to get a lot of noon games from here on out. Yes, it does. This is a nooner type of team. All right, anything else before we finish up? No. I, <laughs> we, I, I feel bad for the Hurricanes fans. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Keep reading, though, yeah. if you can. Yeah. Keep listening. Yep, be sure. MiamiHerald.com. We're still covering them every day, even as it gets grim and maybe more interesting. So, uh, as always, uh, stay tuned. Follow me at dbwilson2 on Twitter. Uh, follow Susan at smillerdegnan. Said check Miami Herald every day. We've got Miami stories and check out all of our other podcasts. Uh, we've got a Dolphins one to follow that. Equally, <laughs> depressing David team. Wilson. I'm not on Dolphins, and no, then I do Heat. No. Uh, heat check every week with Anthony Chang, our Heat beat writer. Uh, and that team might actually be kind of fun. So hopefully uh, you guys will read that if hopefully you get bored of reading about this team. Uh, thanks, as always, for listening, though. Uh, and we will talk to you guys next week. Take care, everyone.